What's up, everybody? This is Jonathan Smith with Solutions Unlimited. You're listening to the Behind the Face podcast. There are many hidden gems in the upstate, and on this show, Kevin and I will sit down with these guests, get to know them, their businesses, and what makes them special. If you love getting to know more about people and businesses in your area, stay tuned as we will dive into a brand new person every week. So let's get this week's guest going. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Behind the Face podcast. We're excited today to have Mountain View Christian Academy. We have interviewed all kinds of businesses and different people, even some that are in politics. But today we're going to get into the educational facet. And I am partial to this school, so I'm going to disclose that up front. Uh, My kids go to this school. My daughter just graduated. My wife works there. Uh, So full disclosure, um, I, I do have a lot of ties to this school, but you'll see why here in just a minute. So we're thankful to have Miss Spencer um, with us today. So welcome to the show, Miss Spencer. Good morning, Jonathan. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, I'm excited about it and to uh, promote the school and what you guys do and so people can get to know you and uh, hopefully people will see this and have interest and want to send their kids there or even, you know, support in some fashion or another. So uh, we'll get right. Yeah, uh, we're going to get right to it. Uh, Miss Spencer is a very busy lady and uh, she has some people already waiting on her uh, to uh, interview and so forth. So we're going to get right to the chase. And uh, so just to start off, Miss Spencer, um, tell us a little bit about you, your background, and kind of what led you to being the uh, administrator at Mountain View Christian Academy. Okay. Um, my name is Pamela Spencer. I am married uh, for 50 years now, and I have uh, five sons and eight grandchildren, one great granddaughter. So I'm a, I'm a family person for sure. But uh, years ago, after I graduated high school, I went into nursing. I always wanted to be a nurse. And I went to nursing school at the University of South Carolina at Spartanburg. It used to be called USC-S. Now it's upstate, but um, I loved that school and um, I finished uh, nursing there. Um, However, I got married and then had my first child and things kind of change when you have children. Uh, Your whole perspective about things and life changed drastically. And while I still love nursing, I didn't want to leave my baby. Um, Subsequently, I had another one. And uh, so I was kind of tied home. And then as they started to grow, I realized that I was going to have to educate these two. For six years, I only had two children. So I started checking things out. I went to a rural high school and then USCS was much smaller then. And uh, things in general were just different than they are today. Um, I was specifically um, interested in what my children were going to be exposed to that I wasn't exposed to. And so in researching all of that, and because we are a family of faith, Christians, and put a great emphasis on that. 
and not any humanism. I didn't want my children taught humanistic ways. I wanted them to learn from a Christian biblical principle overview. And so we start, we sent our oldest son to Christian school in kindergarten at that time in Spartanburg. Subsequently, only 17 months difference in the two, we uh, moved up to the battleground and in Calpian, South Carolina. And uh, we started, uh, our church started sending all of their students, maybe a little bit because of us, and they saw all that our children were learning and the the way they were learning. That, that was the particular interest uh, to Gaffney, to Heritage Christian School. Um, they needed a biology teacher. I changed my major to biology, went back, picked up some more classes, and I became the biology teacher and uh, chemistry now. So I've, I've taught over 40-something years, got to do a lot of nursing as school nurse for those uh, that needed my assistance, which have been various and many different kinds of situations. I may not have even ever experienced at a hospital. So that, that was kind of fun. Loved children my whole life and then had three more myself. So they all went to Heritage Christian School for 12 years. Then our school, our church built a school, Mountain View Christian Academy. And we were so extremely happy about that. I had lots of experience, 12 years worth. And so I started setting up things uh, here. I wasn't principal. I wanted to teach. I got to teach all of my children. And um, so as time went on, um, I retired after 41 years. And uh, then we had a situation come up where one of our principals had to leave. I was the only person that knew everything in the school because I had set up everything from high school credits, dual enrollment, all the accreditation for uh, what you needed to graduate high school, as well as all the way down to kindergarten. So um, they asked me if I would come back and do that. And that's what I've been doing the past three years, still teaching chemistry and biology. Well, I know my daughter absolutely loves um, the way you teach biology and chemistry and so forth. And um, I've never heard any student say anything negative. They say you make it really fun. And of course, the 40 plus years of experience does that because um, you have a lot of stories to tell, a lot of experiences. And, and I've seen the pictures where sometimes, you know, uh, things can kind of go a little squirrely sometimes <laughs> with science projects. And, yes, uh, but can. that's fun. So good thing yeah. they didn't do that when I was in school because I'd have probably burnt school to the ground. So uh. well, uh, <laughs> myself, myself, if you'll remember, uh, we were going to make ice cream with CO2 and a ninja that uh, the RPMs are much higher than a regular blender or the old timey blenders. And uh, we had a little mishap in the chemistry lab where the um, seal on the ninja broke. Um, those, it almost looked like a ninja uh, <laughs> bike whirling through the air. And um, I, I took I took the blow. We had all the safety equipment on. We were just making ice cream, but uh, it, it made everything really practical. I, I did end up in the emergency room, 14 sutures, um, knocked the breath out of me when it hit me in the stomach. No student was injured. I, I took I took the bullet and uh, gladly so. Um, nothing major happened. It was fine. That was very minor compared to other things that could happen and never have. We, we've never had any other incidents, you know, no cuts in uh, dissecting. Um, I take all the safety precautions very seriously, but I want to make science 
chemistry, biology, whatever subject I'm teaching, practical and fun because nobody wants to do anything that's not fun and has no purpose or meaning to it. And if you can't have practicality to it, why do it? Why learn it? Absolutely. And, uh, and folks, this is just a little bit of, of Mountain View at its finest. You know, the teachers there love what they do. Um, they make the classes interesting. All the kids okay. love their teachers and have fun. And, and, and me from experience, you know, I've had teachers that I've just absolutely loved. Um, and even in college, and I've had some that was just kind of like, Oh no, it's this class again. And I can't wait to get this buried with. So MV MVCA, as we call it, Mount View Christian Academy has a culture, um, of personality fun, uh, but at the same time, academics are always at the forefront, and uh, we appreciate everything that you guys do. So, was it 1992? Correct me if I'm wrong. I, th I think when the school started. That is so. correct, Dr. Robbins, uh, Dr. Jimmy Robbins. Um, our our sons knew Bible verses. They knew all the books of the Bible. They could quite, I mean, if you had a sword drill or anything like that, they could find them really quick. And it wasn't that they had superior intelligence. It was what they were being taught. And then they would, they could answer practical questions with biblical principles behind it, even at young ages. And uh, because they've been taught that way, they have Bible every day. But uh, it's like you said, school is school. We still, we, we really dwelt on phonics and basic mathematics skills, which is what the country's having. To, well, actually, they're very, um, they've lost ground with that due to the COVID as it's been on the news, you know, readings at 8% lower rate of proficiency. Our kids here are eight, they've never lost that 8%. And they are even two and three grade levels above what they should be reading because we teach phonics, which is a practical approach to sounding out uh, words that what you could call sight words. And then words, for example, the word city, C-I, C usually says a cuz sound, but with an I behind it, it makes an S sound. Um, solicitor, city, those things like that. So they're up on that. They get it. They understand it. And then other other words, you know, like that. Um, we we are very good at teaching. You can't you can't do well in anything if you can't read well. Bottom line, if you no, I, if you have no comprehension and if you can't sound out the words and if you don't have an idea of what the word, we even go to you know etymology of a word, um, what it's based on, like from the Latin, especially in science and science law things of that nature. You pretty well have to have a little bit of background with Latin to understand the word. And it helps you like, oh, this makes sense. You know. Yeah, you, you bring up a good point is I'm amazed um, today uh, in the business world when you get into um, I did a little bit of hiring and firing and HR and those kind of things of people that they can't talk right. And the reason they can't talk right is because they never learned to read right. And most of them can't even spell. Um, exactly. And then you go and you see managers posting things at restaurants and you're like, did the manager really type this? Because um, <laughs> it's almost embarrassing. And, uh, <laughs> and and education is where it's at. And uh, so 
I know we can jump down a lot of rabbit holes and you're limited on time, uh, but there's a couple different categories. You have okay. pu what public school, you have private schools, you have ref reform reformation schools. I guess that's how you, you say that preparatory schools. Right. And then there's that, that word that a lot of people want to say is a cuss word, the Christian school. Um, so not diving into each one, but, what is for the folks that don't know what is a christian school and kind of what separates it separates from those it. other categories um I, I would say number one we teach everything from a biblical point of view overview and not a humanistic point of view we believe that god created the universe and everything that's in it and we also believe because we are biblically inspired to believe this and we do believe it that we should be we should study to show ourselves approved we should be as good as any of the schools that you mentioned uh whether they're preparatory or you know high-end schools so to speak socioeconomically etc um we we believe that the christian school should merit those same honors if you would um, we also encourage our students in faith, in a personal faith and belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the beginning of wisdom and knowledge right there. The world just doesn't see it like that. But, I mean, that's that's the truth of it. We provide an excellent community for believers of like faith. So when the kids come here, they realize that everybody in our school generally there there are a few probably don't go to church every time the doors are open they're involved in youth groups they're involved in revivals and even community work that churches do for our community around us so they feel like this is a safe haven of sorts because they're not subjected to other beliefs, ideologies, and all that could uh, cause them to kind of withdraw or pull in. They feel a vital part of the school because we all believe the same thing. And um, at the same time, we're providing a quality education. I can't dwell enough on that. We are very rigid as far as what we teach um, in the fact that science is science. And we, we teach all about science because science is supposed to be accurate and precise. There's no Christian science and then there's no secular science. Science is science. And I have to use that one, for example, because that's what I'm into. Uh, we do not believe in evolution. We believe there are evolutionary processes that everybody goes through, metamorphosis and things like that. It's uh, it, Some of the words have been totally misconstrued. And um, we, even though we may use those words, we're not referring to an evolution of man from a lower form of life, like a single double cell, you know, organism. Um, that makes our kids competitive. We're, they're competitive in class. Uh, they are willing and motivated to, to do better because competition is, is great for anybody, adults and children. And uh, they want to succeed 
and they feel like there's value in what they do. We, we don't undermine anybody. We talk very nice and pleasant to our children. We don't try to make them feel inferior to anyone else in the classroom. Everybody's opinion is worth everybody else's opinion. And, and we value that. Um, we, we have, we have graduated lawyers, uh, doctors, dentists of, so many nurses and people in the medical field, uh, as well as um, people that deal with, you know, my son, for example, graduated from Mountain View and he's a financial analyst. Uh, we, we have politicians, we ha I'm the whole gambit. You're not prohibited from being, as the army would say, all that you can be here. And you've got people that actually care about you and want to see you succeed. And, spend their life pouring into you anything they can to help succeed in whatever it is you endeavor. We also, we need blue collar workers, we plumbers. I've, uh, you can't sit in my room. I've got a board back here with a working thermostat. Red lights come up when the heat comes on, white lights come up when the air conditioning comes on and he wired all of this by himself a very necessary trade. So we're all over the place. We'll help you and we can get you to where, what school, wherever you need to go, you get in college from here. Easy, done. We're, we're accredited to do that, to get you where you need to be with uh, dual enrollment. You can do that. We have never been denied acceptance to a college, any of our, any of our seniors that have applied because we didn't teach something. And that speaks a lot about the the reputation of the school. Uh, being a former administrator myself, there was a little bit of struggles because we didn't have the, the right processes and accreditation, so to speak. And through time, we earned a reputation to where it's like, oh, I know who uh, the principal of that school is. I know that the people that have graduated really know the material, um, it's not just, we don't want this kid anymore. Let's just get them out of here. Um, it, you either complete the work or you do not graduate. Um, and I know that's uh, uh, one of the mottos there at, at MVCA is that you got to get the work done. Um, you're not just going to get past, I hate to say it, not like the public school system. They're not just going to send you on down the road. Uh, you don't know the material. Uh, you might have to repeat the grade. Right. Um, thankfully, that don't happen because teachers yeah. care and you, yeah. you, know, you work through those things. Um, which brings us to a couple things. Now, when I was an administrator, um, I dealt with normal life uh, for the most part. Um, people struggling, maybe it's behavioral things. Um, the worst case scenario was the introduction of Common Core. So we were getting students from public school that really didn't know how to do the work. So we had to basically teach them the previous two or three years to get them up to speed to where they could graduate. But now you struggle with an entirely different agenda of things. We're going for the sake of time. We can't uh, go down too many rabbit holes, but there were a couple of specific ones I know you wanted to talk about. Um, so the first one is this whole new woke um, ideology. So uh, a lot of people are confused, um, even myself reading it. Sometimes you can kind of get, uh, OK, you see this definition here. You see this definition there. Walk us through a little bit of this whole new woke thing um, that's going on. Okay. Uh, I think because woke is always put in all caps uh, when, whenever you see it. It's in all caps. Like it's an acronym. And uh, 
it really doesn't stand, what doesn't stand for anything particular. I'll, I'll give you the correct acronym as such, but it's not going to make sense. African American Vernacular English. That's what woke is. <laughs> uh, which doesn't, that's not the way we teach acronyms, okay? They're supposed to start with the yeah, first letter. Supposed, of, it's supposed to have the letters. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> so right there from the beginning, that that's a very confusion, confusing, but it means to alert to the attention of racial prejudices and social inequalities of sorts. So um, I, I think through the years, um, people... Not, I mean, just people, individual people, maybe people that um, have been misunderstood. But let's give them that people that didn't get the um, didn't get all of the breaks that the normal nuclear family gets. Um, they they didn't have the proverbial mother or father situation, um, low income, you know, may, maybe. Maybe I think their surroundings play a great deal in that, but it, it's kind of like um, you, you remember George Washington Carver, if you ever read about him in school. Um, he, you know, lowly peanut farmer, uh, parents were slaves, if my memory serves me correct. Probably one of the, one of my favorite scientists. I could care less what color he was. It, that was a, the man made so many things out of peanuts and coffee and different things like that, ink, uh, you name it. What an amazing mind. Yeah. Now, talk about not having any kind of, <laughs> any kind of values. He had a mother and father that cared about him, but he didn't have, he didn't have a computer. He didn't have a lot of skills. He didn't have a lot of advantages that kids today have. So I think we've, I think we've uh, kind of shot ourselves in the foot with a lot of this. We're taken away from education, from teaching our children how to read and write and be creative uh, and telling them, like, you're not being treated correctly. You're, you're, being, you're being treated less than someone else. And I don't think it's a black-white thing. I think it's uh, equal on both sides. White maybe think they're not being treated equal. Black maybe. I'm not sure of any statistics on that. It's man-made, and it could be easily eliminated. Teach everybody the same thing. Give everybody the same opportunity in their particular school if they want to go to it. If they want to go to a private school, uh, a parochial school, or if they want to come to a Christian school, that should be the individual's choice. And mm -hmm. then you, you wouldn't have all of that. CRT, critical race theory, um, there... I, I do think, it, and from that, a lot of the Black Lives Matter developed um, other things. I, I do believe those were states of mind of individuals. Um, I am sorry for any white, brown, black person that has to live through any kind of persecutions because of economics or because of family situations, uh, things of that nature. But... There are ways you can overcome that. We still, public schools should be public school if they want it to be. And not dwell on the negative, emphasize the positive. That That's a pretty, you know, um, old rule of thumb, but it really works. It really works. And we don't have to, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't have to 
um, deal with that so it doesn't take up our educational time dealing with those things. We have black, brown, Hispanic, Filipino, Ukrainian children at our school. And we all get along wonderfully. Uh, I don't have to teach diversity classes. We're kind. We're Christian. We love these people. They're a vital part of our school. And it works. It just works. That simple. It just works. Um, we, we try to, uh, incorporate all of their holidays. For example, Ukrainian. We, we have a Ukrainian that's married to a Russian family. So the Russians are bombing the Ukrainians. And we had those little children ask prayer requests for their families. Hmm. And we all get together and pray for them. And that gives those children something to hang on to, something to, they're, they're innocent. They, they have no place in that war, but they have family members there. And as Christians, that's our job to pray for these people and to give those little children comfort and educate them. They're in the United States now. They're, they're going to have advantages they would never have had before. And we want to secure those and make them as successful as possible in being like all the other children in the school, regardless. Yeah, I didn't grow up with racism, so it still doesn't compute with me. Um, right. we, we all went to church together. Um, skin color was just that. It was skin color. Um, yeah. Underneath all of that, there was a person, there was a soul, there was a mind, there was a, a you know, their own individuality, if, if you will. Um, and I come to the States and then, you know, the blacks have their church, the Japanese have their church, and then white people have their church. And I, I was just like, why don't we all go to church together? And then culture shock, um, racism, and uh, still blows my mind. And uh, so well, now, it, still, it is what it is. I, I still think a lot of that is uh, language barriers um, in our location. Um, a lot of language barriers because uh, the Ukrainians tend to um, stay, you know, to themselves and go to their church. But it's not that they're against us. They they believe like we do. It's just um, sometimes it's hard to communicate and yeah. and have that. But but I might I might tell you this. I I really feel this way. At our school, we have 150 plus. We're probably going to hit uh, 160, maybe 170. Uh, but because I, now I'm crazy in interviews, you know, everybody's all of a sudden school's going to start. I've got to get busy. Um, children and, and young adults, you know, all the way to 18, they're colorblind at school. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're just colorblind. We, um, we all eat lunch. We're human beings. Like you said, we all have a soul. We have a mind. We're competitive with each other in sports and in class and especially, you know, like third through sixth grade. When if you go in there during some kind of contest, educational contest, wow, you better be on your P's and Q's because they know the answers to all those things. You know, they're gonna win. And oh, yeah. they don't they want they want the Ukrainians, the the blacks, the Hispanic we even have a family from Hawaii, which that's English, of course. But, um, you know, they're definitely brown and uh, they want them to, we want, if they're in that class, they want them to win. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. They're colorblind. We have, we have no problems with that. We, we just don't have any problems. I won't tolerate any problems with it. And everybody knows that. And we just don't have them. 
Yeah, that I can vouch for. Um, I remember one time driving a bus for a sports event and you getting on there and warning them about social media. And that's one thing I like about you. You have that, uh, what I call the old school mentality is, uh, no nonsense. We're going to have fun. We're going to act right. We're going to do things right. And if you step out of line, there will be consequences. And, uh, I, I like it. I want my kids to raise up in that because, School is preparing them for the next stage of life, whether it be marriage, whether it be an employment and rules are rules. They don't matter where you go. And if you break them, there's consequences. So thank you for um, making things fun, but at the same time, um, having guidelines. Um, I know we're kind of running out of time. Um, she's a busy lady. She's already got somebody wait, waiting on her, like I mentioned. But one last thing, and, sure. and then... People can call you if they have any other questions about any other things. But okay. a big thing that's going on right now, um, and again, thankfully, I didn't have to deal with this as an administrator, but I pray for you because you you do. Well, you don't have to deal with it, so to speak, there. Uh, but it is things that that's going on, which is why a lot of people have been leaving the other schools because they have opened the doors uh, for homosexuality, um, lesbianism, you know, you know, all the letters that they've come up with the alphabet, gender identification. Um, I know Mountain View has a strict policy on that. And like you said, science is science. To me, it's just common sense. There's a boy, there's a girl, there's nothing in between. You, you're either one or the other. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about Mountain View's uh, stand and where your position uh, on that subject, because it's a big one. Okay, sure. Uh, gender identification, I guess, it is in the news a lot. And as um, I, I work all summer and have interviews for people to come in, um, that is one of the biggest issues uh, that a lot of parents have had. The uh, Common Core math, nobody likes the Common Core math. They're trying to instill a process of coming up to, with an answer through a series of um, ways that you handle it. In other words, if I, if I come from you to your office, Jonathan, I can come there a variety of maybe four or five ways. Actually, I know where your office is. Uh, and so kids can come up with other answers. We, I believe they're trying to um, capture our way of thinking, and it has to be mm. through this method only. And that's not the way it is. Now, there's there's logical ways to do math, and then there's illogical, and you might still get the same answer. Illogical is going to take longer. Children that have to worry about being called a boy or a girl or have gender identity problems, generally that is instilled in that person. They've heard other people talk about it. And they get to wondering about it. Um, most girls, being as I'm a girl, I was a little bit of a tomboy at one time. I'm really glad my mom and dad didn't take that seriously and give me uh, hormones that would change my gender to a boy. Uh, Tarzan was a big thing going on back then. I, I'm so glad. Uh, I, I'm so glad they didn't do that to me. Um, and most psychologists would tell you it causes horrible, horrible psychological problems as well as growth and development. I, that list goes on that I read a lot about because, um, you know, biology. Um, when you have to be told if you're a he or she, they, them, you pick your pronoun 
oh, where where's the education going with that? That's something we have created a monster and the kids are picking up on it because some kids really don't care about school too much. Anything to um, anything to distract from learning in class and all has been a big issue. We most kids left to themselves just in the regular setting of life never discuss anything about this. Most little girls want to play with dolls, be a mommy, play house. Sometimes the brother has to play house and be the daddy. Uh, you know, that's wholesome. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Boys generally tend to do, you know, the cops and robbers, police, all that kind of stuff. But girls do that too. It doesn't mean they want to be that when they grow up. And I think somebody somewhere somehow has carried that a little too far. We just don't deal with that. Your child, if you come to our school, they will never be asked what pronoun they would prefer to be used. We do not allow homosexuals into the school. When uh, and is Are there homosexual children? No, I've never met one. I've never met mm. one. Uh, and uh, sexuality in itself the kids don't talk about that. When you say the word sex, well, think about it on application. Uh, it's not a yes or no question. It's male or female. And those are the only choices. Now, I, I guess they're probably changing that now. Uh, but that's all we put on there. Uh, the boys tend to hang out with the boys, the girls with the girls. And then when you get to a certain age, the boys recognize the girls and the girls recognize the boys. That's healthy. There's nothing wrong with that. When we see anything counterintuitive to that, then we have a discussion. We actually dismissed a girl last year that because of her social media that she put on and the parents saw it, she was friends with many people in the school. She put that she was um, binary. Uh, she, she listed everything. She even put that she was Asian Jew. I've never met an Asian Jew as of this moment, but she did that to identify with another group that she had been, um, you know, subjected to. I don't really think the girl was, you know, lesbian or, or whatever she claimed to be, but we just don't allow that at school. We don't put our kids in a position to where they have to, they have to even think about that or identify with somebody like that. Uh, they get to be who they are. And plain and simple, that's it. Yeah, and, and I appreciate y'all stand on that. And that's one reason my kids, the rest my three boys still go there is I know I don't have to worry. Uh, at the end of the day, um, coming from a parent that has children there and I have my wife, obviously, that works there. I know they're going to receive a first class education. Number one, academics. That's, that's at the forefront. Right. Um, but I know they're going to get biblical values um, and Christian values as that process goes on. And they're going to be sheltered um, from these areas. And if something comes up, um, the teachers are always very gracious and very kind to address those issues, teach on those issues. But at the end of the day, it's what God said about that issue. Um, exactly. So it's very it's very black and white. And uh, I like that. So obviously there's a lot of things that we could talk about, uh, but time is not allowing us. I know you got people waiting on you. Uh, so how is it that people can reach out to you um, as far as interview process or they want to know more about Mountain View? 
Okay, that good. I'm I'm glad you asked that. You can email us at uh, mvcacalpins.com, and we will send you a packet. It will give you financial information, which we are the lowest priced Christian school in the area. Uh, we have all sports. We will have a Christmas program this year. Um, we usually do that. We will be having a play in the spring. We do all uh, uh, girls volleyball, boys and girls basketball, and then baseball in the spring. And all that information is in the packet as well. You can call us at area code 864-463-8888. And again, my name is Pamela Spencer. You can uh, talk with the secretary or you can ask to speak with me. We will set up an interview. Once you have your paperwork, you bring it with you. And then we will set up an interview and you'll come in my office. And I'll just ask you some simple questions. You get to know me. I'll get to know you. And then usually there are questions that the parents would like to ask specifically that concerns their grade level, maybe their teacher. We have small numbers. No, no class has more than, uh, I think it's 13 this year in a classroom. So you get lots of one-on-one -on -one attention. Many of our high school teachers do YouTube videos as well, uh, especially in mathematics, uh, so that if you're struggling, we will give you tutorial help as well as you can go back and do the whole lesson over on the, um, on the YouTube channel. Um, we, we will do, we will never deny a child help in a subject. Somehow, some way, we'll make it work. So I would encourage you. We do have uh, our first grade and our kindergarten is filled up. We we are we're maxed out on that. Uh, fourth grade is maxed out, and so uh, if you're in second, third, and on up, uh, we've still got a little bit of room. But um, like like Jonathan said, I've got interviews right now, and I don't even know what grade they're in. So I'll find out in a few minutes. But uh, get in touch. We'd love to talk to you. Any questions at all? Absolutely. Um, guys, I'll have all the information on the screen uh, so you guys can jot it down. You can pause the video and so forth. Um, I'll have their website information. And, and again, just full disclosure here, and I know Miss Spencer agrees with me on this. Yes, we are interviewing Mountain View Christian Academy. I am partial to them um, because my kids go there. And like I said, my daughter graduated from there. My wife works there. But this, by all means, is not taking a pot shot at any other Christian school. Um, there are others that have the same values that, that we have there at the school. Um, however, it's just one of the first ones that I've been able to interview. And if you are in the Cowpens area, um, they are right off uh, Highway 85, exit 83. You've probably seen the big church with a big red cross. Um, that's it. That's, that's where they're at. Um, I highly recommend this school. So if you're looking at putting your kids in a Christian school, please contact Miss Spencer. She Jonathan, will help you can out. I throw something else in really quick? Sure. Okay. Um, we have students coming actually uh, from Gray Court, South Carolina. Uh, wow. uh, every day they show up. We have two busloads that come in from Shelby. And uh, then we have uh, many from Cherokee County. It's not just the Calpians area. So we are multifaceted, you know, as far as geographically, you can get here through uh, the interstate highways, of course. And then uh, the, you know, just the regular 
uh, roads that would lead, you know, east and west. Uh, so we we have a, a great deal of diversity in the areas that our kids come from. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out because, you know, maybe they could have misunderstood that. Yeah. Um, it's not like the public school where you have to live in a certain zip code or a certain district. Right. Um, it's it, basically you're paying for it. So you have the choice where you want to put your kids in. So uh, if that's something that interests you, by all means, reach out to them. Again, um, we got to let Miss Spencer go. She's got some interviews going on. But thank you so much for being on the show, giving us a little preview uh, of Mountain View Christian Academy. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. And for the rest of you guys, we'll see you next time on the Behind the Face podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Face podcast. I hope you've enjoyed discovering people of the upstate. If you've enjoyed this session, join us next week for another great guest. Be sure to share this episode with all your friends. And if you know an influential person in the upstate that would love to be on our show, send us an email to info at suisc.com. Again, that is info at suisc.com. This episode has been brought to you by Solutions Unlimited. We are a full-service IT provider in the upstate for over 25 years. You can find out more about us at SolutionsUnlimitedSC.com. Again, that is SolutionsUnlimitedSC.com. Here you will find better IT, better business, and a better life. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.